Welcome to the new media show. We're back. Doing the new media show again. People are actually going to listen to this junk. We do it live. We're live right now. We'll just do it live. We're going live. We're going live. We just can't get enough. The new media show. Let's go. Just do it live. We're going live. We're going live. Bada bing, bada boom. The new media show. We do it live. Just do it live. We're going live. We're going live. We're going live. The new media show. I'm like Adam Curry, and you're more like John C. Dvorak. I think I am Adam Curry, and you're the old curmudgeon. We do it live. We're doing the new media show again. The new media show. Technology. Ooh. We make it sound so special. Yes, and here we are. Happy New Year, Rob. How are you? I'm doing fine. Yeah, this is the last episode of this show for 2021. We can actually put that one to bed. So <laughs> I have to start right off here. For those of you that are watching, yeah, what is that on your face? It's a little shadow coming in. A you know? little shadow coming in. Right. So Mike it's and I. a little I, bit of uh, uh, salt and pepper coming in. Uh-huh. Mike and I, uh, Mike predicted you would grow a beard in the last, in our last show of the year for, for Podcast Insider. And lo and behold, you show up today and. What do I see? So now, now you've got something. Now Cridlin has something to write about. Right. Well, actually, it didn't, <laughs> didn't stop him from writing about it in the Pod News newsletter about a week ago. What, so. is, what is the deal? What is the fascination with, with our beards? I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, it's like, do, do I, you know, what do I need to do next to get some attention? You know, it's like, come on. <laughs> for well, Todd, uh, just be careful not to rub against your your uh, foam pad on your microphone it could, it's going to make extra noise in the recording i'm doing that <laughs> right now and it's I, I am using beard butter and mine is nice and soft oh well that's <laughs> yes that's, yeah that's that's a good idea actually todd <laughs> oh man this is so dumb anyway hey everyone welcome <laughs> welcome so to I, the show yeah, you're well, itching yours though. Yours is a little lighter than mine, I think, right? Is well, right? you know, yeah. Rob, my hair was already <laughs> gray. So, <laughs> some, but you know, I, I, I have to. Here's what. Here's the next step, Rob. <laughs> there yep. is a next step besides yep. cutting it off. Yep, okay. you need to be bald. You need to go bald. Oh, is that the? <laughs> is that the magic formula? For, right. It's not a magic formula. It's just less to deal with well, actually right. it is more to uptake upkeep yeah because beards do require some daily i've had them before and they they take some effort to keep it's up. easier to shave than have a beard and it it's is. easier it's easier <laughs> to have hair and go to like get a haircut than be bald too right shaving right. this noggin two or three times a week sucks it just you know it takes time yeah <laughs> but anyway yeah I, i'm i'm you know, I don't have no hair anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> so, hey, uh, here we are at the end of the year. I'll be honest with you. Whew, hard time concentrating this week. I've had to yeah. like knuckle down. I've got one big project left. Yeah. And when the show gets done tonight, I'm staying here till it's done. If it doesn't till nine o'clock or 10, whatever it takes, I got to get the project done. So. One big, I have one big thing left to do, but it's never ending. Yeah, I've I've pretty much taken most of the week off here. Oh, so good for just, you. Yeah, yeah, you know, but uh, I've uh, 
I had an interesting thing happen today. <laughs> I went to my gear locker and I was like, camera, <laughs> wireless, microphone, light. Because my gear's like, where have you been the last two years? I'm like, uh, gear, it's a uh, CES time. And they, you know, it's like, oh, it's like, really? <laughs> we get to go out and play? My gear is, you know, and really I'm charging batteries because I haven't used any of my remote recording gear. I'm nothing I've had, you know, I've had done no stand-up interviews, nothing. So it's, it's just like, matter of fact, I was kind of worried. I'm like, is it all this stuff still in the spot that I put it? Where I think I put it. And right. Yeah. It's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah. So Sunday I, uh, I head to Vegas. Omicron doesn't matter. I'm going. I've heard that a lot of the big tech companies have pulled out. Yeah, three or four. But there's still 3,000 companies going to be there. So, But it's a real opportunity for me because CNET and The Verge are not going to be there. Oh, sure. Yeah. So those two big names and uh, one of my teams is not coming because they've got some stuff going on. So... I guess we've got it worked so that we're going to have a morning and afternoon show. I don't know exactly. But I'm I'm just showing up. Someone else is bringing the the live streaming gear, but um, yeah. So it's it's going to be fun. And one way or the other, it's Vegas, right? Yeah, that's true. But be in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's it's Vegas wearing a mask everywhere. It's not just at the event. It's their mask mandate in that town. Yeah, I think uh, what's going to be fascinating to watch is what's going to happen with this virus. It, I think it's going to sweep through the country very quickly. Oh, I um, think it's already well. It's going to yeah. be going to have a slam here from Christmas and New Year's, but after that, it's I think it's going to be over. Yeah, and and it's going to be interesting to see what the fallout from that is afterwards. Um, there's a a slew of events coming up in the spring. I'm I'm fully anticipating that those will be you know full steam ahead it would be my oh guess. i can't imagine yeah. and they're not yeah if, right. if they're holding ces if they haven't canceled ces i think they got i think if it if this had come on two or three weeks earlier i think it had been a different story i think they would have canceled but i think they're so far in now mm-hmm. it's so much stuff moving internationally people coming here ship airplanes full of gear coming from china all over the right. world right there's no way so it's going to be interesting to see what the numbers are. Now, here's what I did notice. I booked my hotel in September. Mm-hmm. And for seven days, $1,049 on Fremont Street is what my bill came to. Mm-hmm. With you know all these stupid fees. The room fees, nothing. It's, it's all these resort fees and everything else they've added on now. That adds about another $300 to your to your room bill. And um, I said, hmm, I wonder if there's been cancellations. So I went and looked at the rates and I made a new reservation and canceled my other one and saved myself 300 bucks. So that tells me that the hotel registrations are down considerably. So it's the cheapest, cheapest I've ever, like 749 for seven days all in. That that is that's record low for me for for Vegas for for a week. So even on yeah. 
but you know, I don't know what the strip prices are. I, I, I don't stay on the strip. So, but anyway, that's, uh, that's where I'll be next week. I'll be walking around amongst, uh, maybe a hundred thousand people. And if I don't get Omicron there, I won't get it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're just gonna get it over with. Todd. Well, I I've had you know I've that's had kind of how all of us are getting to a I, point now. You it's know, like, I, I've had okay. I've had COVID twice. I, yeah. I've had both vaccines and the boosters. You know, I, of course, I better be careful what right. I say. Right. You know, but knock on wood. Yeah, right? yeah, knock on wood. But oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. I've got uh, I've got the uh, antibodies. You know, I I got a blood test. A couple of weeks ago, and oh. I've got antibodies from the vaccine. So, oh, from the vaccine. Yeah, I'm sure that you have it from from a well, variety both. of things. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're off we go, and uh, right? I, you know, here's the thing: I, I I haven't stopped living during this whole pandemic. Right, I haven't either. So, really. I mean, sure, I'm not traveling as much as I used to. That's, no, no. That's that's the big change. I, and I got a message from United. There was no way I was making my status again. And I wouldn't have made it last year, even if travel would have been on. Just well, because, some of the airlines extended them. Yeah, United yeah. extend another year. Right. So I kept my 1K right. status with only flying like 15,000 miles. So right. uh, I think this will be the last year of amnesty. <laughs> so I, you know, I take advantage of having status for one more year, but... Yeah. Um, and anyway, it is what it is. You know, people roll their eyes. Oh, you got status. Well, it makes a big difference for upgrades and everything. If you fly a lot, it's, it's, it's a Benny, but yeah. when you don't back to the back, get in coach, <laughs> go sit back there and be crushed in your tin can. Right. <laughs> but yeah. so lots of prediction articles yeah. out lots. Yeah. I was going to mention that. Uh, as well, it seems like th this is the time of the year and we're certainly seeing a plethora of them. I have an article that I'm just about to put out too here soon. So hopefully, you know, to add, add to the mix, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things, Todd, do you want to read everybody else's predictions before you do your own? Because is, could there be some bias in there from I, other people's uh, things? And, yeah. <laughs> Here's the yeah. thing about predictions. <laughs> Everyone has an opinion, you know, so right, right. It, it, it is what it is. I've got my own seven, uh, that I basically came up with that. I think that, you know, I don't know. And some of them are pretty general. So I have a pretty good chance of, of getting them right. Um, you know, Mike, uh, Dell, he already got one prediction, right with you, you know? So he's, he's, he's one for one for seven now already. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a, I'm a sucker for, for peer pressure, I guess. No, well, that's okay. Peer pressure is good. <laughs> <laughs> but, but go ahead. you know, one other um, thread of conversation related to podcasting, but not necessarily entirely podcasting, is the thread of conversation that's been sparked by Jacobs Media. Uh, Fred Jacobs has been talking about um, what's happening with radio. Um Oh. In light of the developments over the last, you know, six months or so, you know, he's doing this year in kind of analysis because you know, he usually does the, the 2021, um, tech survey is what he calls it. Um, yep. but it basically is a survey of the radio industry and the, the sentiment in the radio industry and the, the, the developments and the trends 
around um, what's happening with radio and radio's market share and, you know, what's happening with that. And I think, uh, you know, he's, he's, and then others are kind of doing this. Um, I guess Mr. Howard Stern was involved in the, in some, some, some conversation out there in the context of podcasting. And I guess he's still negative about podcasting, but as you think about, <laughs> uh, as you think about radio, I mean, I think it makes sense that Howard remains kind of negative about podcasting because of his deal with Sirius XM, right? I think Sirius XM, uh, satellite radio is really one of the shining spots in the adoption of radio like listening experiences as compared to traditional radio, which is still in the 90% of people listening in their cars, but it's clearly on a decline. Um, though the, the, the radio industry doesn't really like to acknowledge that very much when you read the articles about it, it's just, but you can kind of see the trend line there. Um, around the decline in the numbers, it's like maybe two to 3% a year decline. Um, so now we're in the, the, like in the 90% where next year it'll probably be under, under 90. So, um, which is still pretty big. So you can kind of see how that's developing and it makes a lot of sense. Um, podcasting has never grown exponentially. Um, and the on-demand side has never grown exponentially. Um, so, you know, you can see where there's a little bit of a yin and yang there, but what, one of the other data points that has come out of this tech survey was the, the commoditization of music. Uh, right. So I think a lot of the radio side has held on to this premise that, you know, their, their radio stations were going to keep them solid at, as you look to the future. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think what we've seen with, you know, a lot of the big tech companies coming in, Amazon Music and, you know, coming in and getting really aggressive about podcasting, that's put them in a more aggressive position to go after uh, listeners. And I think that the pandemic has put things on fast forward into the digitization, right, of everything. Yeah. Um, so I think those combinations have put uh, a little bit of a collision course with big tech um, as opposed to radio. And and you're starting to also see movement in because of that migration of music listeners from radio to Spotify and these other digital platforms. Um, you're starting to see the emphasis of radio start to shift towards talent, uh, which takes us back to talk radio, right? Right. Right. Which collides directly with what's happening with podcasting, right? right? Hmm. So. So you can see where the radio industry might be repositioning themselves and they have been doing this. There's no, you know, there's no secret here. I mean, all the big radio networks have been acquiring podcasting companies and hiring podcasting talent and doing exclusive deals with podcasts because they can see what's happening here. Um, there's a shift towards talk talent. Um, and maybe it'll go back to radio. I don't know. I, I think that's a big question. I don't know if you have any thoughts about that, but that's kind of the, the summary of a lot of the discussion that's happening on the radio side right now. So just one thing, Rob, before I continue, your camera's drifting again, uh, in and out oh, it of is? focus. Yeah. So, okay. you know, one thing that, um, <clears throat> well, on Christmas Eve, I, and it, I'll get to the point, but, and Christmas Eve, I hit a deer with my car and, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. and, uh, so it's out of commission and at the repair shop and yeah, Bambi didn't survive sadly, but, um, the, the rental I got 
um, has not such a, not a modern dashboard at all, you know, so you can connect Bluetooth and that's it. There's nothing else. It's AM, FM, it's a Toyota, it's, you know, pretty, pretty non-sequential system. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and, you know, it's getting me back and forth where I need to be. But so one thing I was doing was when I got in the car, it had come from Chicago. So all the radio stations were Chicago, nothing had been programmed. So I went and let it run through and seek and program itself to be local. And I'm be honest with you, there's a lot of crap, crap radio that's out there. I mean, it was literally, I, I was stepping through and it was like, ugh, ugh, you know, 20, 20 church stations, you know, it just, it just went on and on and on. Now I'm not saying, don't take me, don't take it wrong. And those of you that are religious, don't take it wrong. But as a whole, all of the content was horrible, except yeah. for what I know locally, two or three stations that play classic rock country, you know, there's, there's three or four really good ones in my locality. And I thought to myself, I'm like in middle America, radio is done because there's no way that some music purveyor from the 12 years old to 30 is listening to radio for music. There's just, it's just no way. Right. You know, there's I, no reason for them to. Anymore. No. Now I've got a classic, you know, I got an 80 station here. Uh, 70s and 80s station that, you know, of course, it's, you know, my generation time when I was growing up, when I liked some of the music I was listening to that plays music I like. So for me, it was, it's appropriate, but I can very simply go to Apple Music and get that same playlist of content without someone coming on and doing a commercial every three minutes or whatever it is. So for me, I think that, um, I'll just stand by my stance that radio is not going anywhere anytime soon, but their days as they exist today are, are numbered and it's not, it's maybe not going to happen. Maybe it's going to happen over the next 10 years, but I just can't imagine as people age up and we age out, <laughs> you know, so let's you know, age out by meaning dying. Um, the folks that have been on radio that are in their seventies and eighties, and even their nineties who really maybe aren't as tech savvy and they've got an, they've got an iPhone or they got an Android, but maybe they're not using it to listen to music. Mm -hmm. They're playing a game or they're on Facebook or whatever, but I don't think they're using that for music consumption. They're still, right. they're, they're still turned into hundred point three WLKI. And, uh, so as those folks age out, um, I think radio's, yeah, just as I've said it before, it's, it's, and we've been at this 17 years. So, you know, you and I were both at events no less than five years ago mm -hmm. where the room went empty when a podcast topic came up. So, yeah, if they've taken a different stance and maybe, you know, maybe they're, they're trying to figure out what their survival model is. But here's one thing that radio is still going to do. You know, it's what you, you know, would hope podcasting had turned into at some point, but radio is local. And it's just, it's, it's where you hear about the local deals, local car mm -hmm. sales. You know, I don't hear my 
a friend who has a car lot, I don't hear their advertisement on Apple Music or, or Spotify, or I don't hear their, come on down, we got the best sales on cars right now, we got special financing available. And I don't hear that on any of these digital things. As soon as those buyers of advertising mm-hmm. figure out how to reach and where to advertise and have the type of budgets that they're currently spending to spend it digital, it's over. It's over for radio. When advertisers leave, it's over. So what it really is going to result on is your local folks saying, yes, I can target a Mm tri-county area, someone within 30 minutes of driving to my business to advertise to digitally. When they get that figured out and dialed in, it's radio's done. And that could be where the whole programmatic dynamic ad insertion right. comes into yep. play here uh, is once that scales, which it's still early days for programmatic, then those local brands can target to local communities. Um, and But that's going to require podcasting to be much bigger on the listener side than it currently is. Yeah. But at the uh, same point, though, you right. know, programmatic is now working local for podcasts. Right. It actually works so, right now. Yeah, right? it works, it works right now. Right. So it's it is a it is an interesting time. And uh, so what did what was Fred's synopsis of his write up? What did he say? You know, what did what is his thoughts? Well, I think that the the kind of takeaway from it would be uh, it's more cautioning of the industry that um, they need to get more involved in. And I think Fred's been pretty outspoken about this based on the tech survey for many years now saying that the radio industry needs to migrate more over to on-demand digital Mm. stuff. Um, But yet at the same time you're seeing, and this is another thread of articles that have come out over the last couple of days about um, uh, live, live digital audio becoming, I mean, so we saw the, the upstart of clubhouse and we saw, Twitter spaces and we've seen um, these big tech platforms get involved in uh, live audio, right? Which is kind of, you know, also carving into radios kind of space to some degree. Right. Um, and, and now Amazon is talking about a, a new product that they're going to launch called Amazon Mike, uh, which is going to be another live platform um, that could be used for all sorts of, live content that could be a replacement for other aspects of live radio, you know, if you think about it. So, you know, and where the advantage of these big tech platforms is they've got users already, right. Mm -hmm. Um, that can, they can pull, they can tap into to directly compete against, uh, radio going forward. And as they, you know, Amazon has the, the smart speakers platforms, Google has the, the, their platform. Um, so you can kind of see where the infrastructure is kind of either there or developing very quickly though. There has been some, some numbers that have come out that said that the smart speaker adoption, um, has slowed. Um, I don't know if you saw those numbers, Todd, that, that there's, um, this past Christmas, uh, and over the last six months to a year, the, the purchasing of the smart speakers, has fallen off and flatlined. So, so I think we spent many years on a fast trajectory of growth and adoption of these smart speaker devices. What we've seen is a fall off of interest. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So I'm not sure what that means in the long run. It could also mean that those platforms are now shifting over to being more integrated into cars and other, you know, online connected devices and things like that, that are not like these little smart speaker devices. So, so I'm not sure what, you know, I think Amazon came out saying that, um, that report was not accurate, that the adoption of the platform overall is still growing. It's just that the purchase of those individual speaker devices has plateaued. Well, because everyone's got two or three of them by yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> which which makes sense, you know. I mean, I mean, how many of us have like a couple of them in a drawer somewhere? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's probably oversaturated. Yeah, I've got right a couple now. in a drawer someplace. There's one. Right. Matter of fact, there's one on the shelf I'm looking at that's unplugged. <laughs> right. I've got a couple of those too. So yeah, I got a. I got a couple of them free. Um, so it's like, but I don't really need that many of them. So I think I only use one. So I did want to share uh, blueberry put out their look back oh, yeah. at 2021 yeah. and, um, the top podcast of the year. Is yeah. That what was, so yeah. let me see if I can right. find the screen here. Yeah. I've got it up here. Too. Yeah. So, you know, and you know, basic here's it's something interesting. And I want to make a clarification about one of these, uh, listings. So, um, our top, uh, top podcast was the Lex Friedman podcast followed by, uh, C town. <laughs> um, they were number two and, but interesting number four for us was a Hungarian podcast. Oh yeah. yeah. And plus, uh, plus also Lex's podcast. Uh, if you're at all curious about what, um, Mr. Elon Musk is doing, he just did a, a two and a half hour interview with Elon Musk. That is fascinating. Who did so, Lex did? Lex did. Oh, yeah. Okay. And he just, just published it. It's actually a, a video on YouTube too. I don't know if Todd, if you've had a chance to I, check I, it out. I or haven't, not. But, but there's some pretty serious bombshells that uh, Elon dropped on wow. the future of the Tesla bot and the future of Tesla, SpaceX, all that stuff, and kind of mm. seeing into the future of what he's trying to build. Right. Yeah. Peter Schiff show number five, sword scale number six, Hoy Hablamos, uh, a Spanish show number seven. Yep. Uh, Jacobin, J A C O B I N radio number eight. Number nine is Tuto Boluto. And then here's the interesting thing when number 10 came up, and I was looking at the list, I'm like, he doesn't host with us. He's over on such and such. And, and what it was is I, I went and looked and I'm like, Oh yeah, he is hosting with us. This is a premium podcast. Oh, okay. So okay, he uses us for their premium podcast, but it, what really is telling here on Pregertopia is that it's, He's got a significant, to make number 10 with yeah. us and having that's a, a premium, number. that's a big number. Yeah. So the, j- just so everybody knows, th- this top 10 list is based on number of downloads? Downloads, yeah. Overall? Yeah, o- over yeah the downloads year. for the okay. whole year. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, and then the top five episodes, again, based on total downloads. So, right. and again, here we have uh, some that made the other, but, you know, here's a show that didn't. Higher Side Chats, Joint Session, Bonus Show, The Meetup, RIP, Mark, and The Mandate. You know, that was dark to light. You know, they didn't make our top 10 show list, but it made a top 10 episode, our top five episode. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then categories, we just listed the top 10 categories, top 10 distributions. Now, we didn't break out Apple Podcasts, and so we kind of did some grouping. Um, James asked us to go a little, little tighter on you know, some of the stuff. We will at some point. Um, but people say, well, how can Crobo Mobile Desktop be big? Got to remember, our customers largely have websites. A heavy, heavy, heavy right. on having their own .coms. A lot of consumption still happens in Word a browser press. on right. their websites. So right. this is why for us, it still was number two. But mm -hmm. Spotify, 6.73%. It was lower than what I thought it would be um, mm, yeah. from it. And, that, and that's an annual average. But I think the thing that even shocked me a little bit was our breakdown of where the audience is listening. United States, 55%, Canada, 5.3%, UK, 4.8%, Brazil, 34 Australia, 3.1%, but everything else, 28%. So 28% of the consumption of all of our plot, all of our podcasts that we host happened mm -hmm. internationally. Yeah. Wow. You know, so that's a, a big number. So we're, you know, if you look at it from another view, um, forty-five percent happened outside the United States. So that was um kind of a big eye opener for me. That it shows that the diversity of people listening across the planet is is pretty big. Now we've got a big Brazil. We have a yeah. number of shows that host with us from Brazil. So that's why they make up three percent in our yeah. stack. But you know, this metro area stuff wasn't too. Um, too shocking. New York, LA, San Francisco, top three markets. But the fun one was was Glendive, Montana, smallest. <laughs> what? Smallest. <laughs> so if you live in Glendive, Montana, you're out of two hundred ninety population. I don't population? know, but it's you know? it's a Nielsen Metro Zone. <laughs> oh, okay. so it's it was at the bottom. It was number two ninety nine, and the number was pretty small. Uh, okay. <laughs> like single digits or it no. was pretty small, you know. So <laughs> you know, where you know, and of course, you know, if we had continued on that top cities list, every city that is a major city would have been four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, you know, all the way down until you got out of the big city uh, zones and then it, you know, it kind of went more regional. But um, I had, you know, I, we, we really never pulled this data like this before. We're going to start doing some more. Uh, we're having a meeting in January to talk about our, uh, our distribution list so we can make sure that it gets a little more refined because everybody said, what's the Apple podcast number? Well, Apple, it, it's 60.018%. Apple podcast is not at 60.18%. Right. So that rolls right. up a whole bunch of Apple stuff per se. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think it's interesting these these global audience numbers that, that they have taught. I think you know we've been talking about the show for the last probably a couple of years that we're just seeing this um, this wave of podcast adoption around the world. Yeah, um, and that it it may very well be growing faster outside of the U.S. than in the U.S. Um, and these numbers kind of show that to me that 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 is likely what's happening here. Um, it, it wasn't too long right. ago. Right. That the United States would have been well, like eighty percent, seventy, right. and then if you add yeah. in UK and the in Canada, that it took you to like eighty or eighty-five, right? And then the fifteen, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen percent was the rest of the world. Well, you know, we are we are we have way moved beyond that. 
Yeah. You know, so. And I believe it's still got a long way to go. You know, there's a lot more people outside of the U.S. than there are in the U.S. <laughs> so I, I will say that this this is um, was a survey well pulled from our data of who, how many billion um, in the billions of downloads. Let's just I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. I don't think if I said the actual number, I think I'd get in trouble with it with the team. <laughs> but it was in the billions, multiples of billions. Yeah. of downloads for the whole whole year so it's a good sample size it's a good yeah sample I, I you know and yeah. you know in yeah. every again i think a lot of it has to do with the customer makeup you know and you mm-hmm. know it it's it's telling uh you know it's and, and what's kind of funny is um we spent a lot of time this year looking at customer personas and it fits these this client distribution fits the personas of many of our clients so it's it is mm-hmm. an interesting lineup of of data but yeah we're going to get it more refined and start doing stuff on a regular basis i know you guys put something out as well mm-hmm. um and it's interesting how the numbers are pretty varied from host to host you know this distribution point is going to vary from show to show oh yeah you Definitely. know so and again this is a whole year's worth of data so right. it was actually uh december 1st of 20 to December 1st of 21. Uh, so there it. was just a little overlap into 20 because I wanted 12 months of data. Can you share a little bit more clarity on the top 10 categories? Uh, I think it's interesting. It's, it's just, yeah. again, it's in no specific order. Oh, it isn't. Okay. It yeah. Isn't it's a ranked no, order it's list. not in a ranked okay. order. So, okay. um, so basically that was the breakdown. Uh, so is that the most popular listened to, or is that the most popular with the number we, of shows? It's for our show makeup. These are the okay. top 10 categories of shows that host with us. Got it. So Got again, it. in no, okay. in no specific order, we should have probably put a star there and said that because people say your top category is tech. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little surprised by that too. And that probably explains why mm. your, your Spotify number is so low. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But that's no specific order there. So. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But anyway, it was uh, it's kind of fun to put that together, and uh, the our interns took care of the graphics on this, so they did a great job, and I'm very very pleased. Yes. So so Rob, what is uh, you know, I'll give you my number one prediction. I've got a number of them. We can talk about them, and I'm sure you've got a a few. My number one prediction is that Facebook will be number two by the end of 2022, but According to Pod News today, <laughs> dun, dun, okay. dun, there's supposedly some monkey business happening there. Now, here's the thing: if let's James, if you're listening, if their download breaks the criteria for it to be called an IB certified download, we're going to count it as a one. So I sent this over to the tech team this morning. I said, let's, I want this investigated immediately. Of course, no one's going to be back until Monday. Right. But he indicated that some of us might be counting this nefarious activity that he's suggesting. So. Well, he also implied that if you're 
you're on IAB certified numbers that your numbers are not going to count this. So oh. I don't know if you read the full article. Oh, I did not. Hmm. Yeah. I just read the headline. So what was in the article? What was yeah, if his- you're if you're giving access to counting based on just uniques, which oh. is kind of like what we've had in the past, um, that that you know it it could very well show those those Who, particular requests. Who's not IB on, certified yet? Well, it isn't so much that uh, he was referring to Lipson because Lipson has the ability to toggle between uniques and IEB. Oh, so yeah. Oh, you do. Yep. Huh. Hmm. That's been that way for years now. Why? I don't have an answer for that, Todd. Hmm. Hmm. Yep. So do you guys give some sort of disclaimer and when they switch the toggle that this shouldn't be used for billing? (laughs) What's, what's public information about this is that, uh, the company decided to prioritize IAB numbers for, um, higher, um, paid plans. So the, the lower tier paid plans, the $5 a month and the $10 a month don't come with that, um, option as a, as a, um, option. Well, that sounds like quite the marketing opportunity. Blueberry gives IAB certified stats to all customers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and to be honest with you, I, I tend to agree with that uh, approach. Okay. So, you know. So, and, you know. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, but it's, it, it does cost a lot to process that data. Well, but, and that's but it's, the it's, thought it's, too, it's more, right? I mean, is that it's the, more, but it's the more larger. Ex- Right. Yeah. I mean, l- larger and more serious shows would be the ones that would be interested in, in having IAB numbers, but, right? Because, because they're probably more involved in the advertising yeah. business. But right. then, but it's negligible. It'd almost be more expensive for me to do it two ways. <laughs> Cause then I got to keep track of this pile and keep track of that pile. So for us, we just haven't one pile. I'm sure you it's guys. It's also a way to keep, um, it's also a way to keep, um, older data too. So uh, we went back and reran. Right. You know, multiple years of data. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that can cause issues too. With Well, shows, you, that's when so, you take right. the, yeah, when you, you know, the, the adjustment. Yeah. Right. Well. So I'm sure that there's going to be, you know, some further thought on that. Okay. Let's put it to you that way. <laughs> so my second prediction is, or, and this is just an obvious one, there's going to be more consolidation of conglomerates buying podcast companies. Easy one. Easy yeah, one I think person. there's there's going to be more consolidation, but I think it's an ongoing situation, um, especially as the larger media companies get more involved. I think that the the kind of milestone thing that we saw, and maybe I'm not seeing it probably entirely the right way, but the the acquisition of Captivate uh, by Global, which I thought was an interesting. Now, granted, Spotify also just bought. Uh, uh, Wooshka out of Australia, um, which is a pretty small host, you know, out of Australia, but having a, a, a UK or, or a European based media company acquire a podcasting company is something that's relatively new. It is true. Yeah. My, my third prediction, there's going to be more advertising opportunities for independent podcasters. And I yeah. say this because of what I'm working on. <laughs> so <laughs> Well, I think we're all wor- working on trying to make that 
better and yeah. to scale it across larger numbers of shows and to get CPMs up. And, yep. and, you know, I mean, it's obvious with the acquisition that Lipson made of the advertised cast platform that it's a big part of our priority yep. now, much more than it has been uh, for most of the life of uh, uh, Lipson. Yep. So, and then premium too, which is another thing. The, um, it's funny you say that. Because one of my predictions, more companies will exercise private podcast. Well, you're talking about premium. I'm talking about private podcasting. But well, private podcasting is crossover. There's little, yeah. Right. There's some crossover there. But I think premium is more paid for subscription. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's where we're, where it's Whereas It's the, always been there. But. Yeah. For, you know, I, I would contend, I, I just, I don't see big excitement around premium. It, by the big players, it's, yes, but it's never going to get huge. It's always going to yeah. be like ten or fifteen percent of the market. Yeah, as the market grows, uh, if it's that much, I'll eat my hat. I, I don't think it'll be ten percent. I think if you look out five years from now, oh, and maybe it becomes more, more developed and more investment. I mean, I keep hearing more about projects being invested in out of Hollywood. There, it's like a pipeline now that's that's fully developing and, and it's been developing for like five years now. So th this isn't, this is another example, Todd, just like what you were saying is that there, there isn't anything revolutionary going on in podcasting right, that's, right. that's going to happen next year. It, this it's all evolutionary, yeah. right? It's, it's taking what we're doing, you know, over the last three years and it just gets a little bit more adopted, a little bit yep. more adopted and it just yep. grows gradually. Everything in podcasting grows slowly. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> so, that's where right. I say my number four was the growth of the podcast space will go back to pre-pandemic bubbles. We're already seeing that. Yeah. yeah. I think the number of new shows has uh, plummeted. <laughs> <laughs> right. Back, back down to, I don't know if it, if it's comparable we, to what it was we, in 2019, but we, we need to go look at Daniel's numbers because he does have right. that available public, and you know maybe that he can back that up with us. He'll he'll send me a text or something after the show or next week, and I need to go back over and look at his website I think and see. I saw somewhere that that that, that 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 was saying that it actually has dropped below what it was. Oh, I would um, not be surprised. You know, like uh, in the the sub ten range, hmm. um, thousand. What I'm saying. I per, per month where we, we were seeing 50,000, uh, 50 to over a hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. I think as soon as, as, uh, early as like April, it was like in the, this past April it was like in the over a hundred thousand range. Now my number six prediction is absolutely assured hundred percent mm -hmm. anchor will add another million dead shows. I don't think they're going to be at them quite as, quite as fast. And they're only going to, they're, they're mainly going to add them to their own platform, not anybody else's. Right, right, right. So. But they'll add another million dead shows. <laughs> now, here's the one, Apple, are you right. listening? Right. This is my number seven prediction. And I'm, let's, let's, this, I know this is one you can get on board, Rob. Apple will open up API submissions to Apple Podcasts. That's my prediction. And I have yeah. no insider information on anything. I just be very clear about that. And no one has whispered in my ear <laughs> anything. So I would tend to agree with that prediction, Todd, myself. I would, yeah, yeah I, I would hope so. Um, well, I mean, I think if you look at, I mean, if you, you can clearly see in the number now um, a motivation for that. <laughs> yeah, there is. You know, from the, 
the difference in the, uh, the, the podcast, you know, the index catalog, right. Of having 4.5 million shows. Well, that's been explained. Catalog. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know, no, I'm, I'm not saying that it's incorrect. I, I, right. I, I think it is correct. Yeah. But that explains the discrepancy to some degree between Apple and, and that index is the fact that, uh, anchor decided not to auto submit. <laughs> well, they were, <laughs> all, they were, too, I think they were, right? no they one were has, to. no one has said anything. Right. No, we'll confirm or deny. That would be a good one. But I think yeah. anchor was. The plug was pulled. I think the plug saying? was pulled. That's my hypothesis. I don't think anybody, well, obviously somebody knows, but somebody, they won't tell us. Nobody's talking (laughs) that way. No. So anyway, that was my seven predictions for, for 2022. I, you know, you know, we'll go back and look at these next year and we'll laugh at them, but, um, I don't know. It's, it's a, to me, what I have felt over the last, and not just the holidays, the last month I felt a slowdown, you know, it started before Thanksgiving, uh, a little bit of mm-hmm. a, a little bit of a mm-hmm. slowdown. And, mm-hmm. uh, normally we get inundated with tech support questions. Now, either we're doing a better job, which I think we are, but, uh, usually we get inundated with tech support questions over the holiday period as people take time to tweak their podcast and all that. My sport team has mm-hmm. gotten a little bit of a breather. It's been real simple stuff that they've been responding to, but maybe we're just doing a better job with our UI with all these UI updates that we've done. So, you know, right. 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 not creating the easy button, but making it easier. Easier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, yeah, there's, I just think just generally there's an evolution that's going to happen. And, and, um, I think you covered most of the important ones. Um, th- there's no question. So I've got a few others out there too. I'm trying to find my document that I am in the process of creating. Well, if you've done it in Google docs, all you do is click on recent and it'll be there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the idea here. Let me see if I can find it really quick. And, um, let's see here. But did you notice something on the set today? Something has changed. Hmm. Oh, you, you missed it. The The logo. I put our regular logo on the lower screen. Oh yeah. The it, square. Yeah. And, the square and, logo. and I have to show you something. I don't know if I showed it on the last show, but I got sent a matrix bear for Christmas. He's now on the set here. Wow. <laughs> it's from Build-A-Bear. Any of you oh, are, that's cool. Any of you buddy yeah. are Matrix fans? Uh, they've got a, they've got a bear for, uh, the, and I did go see the new Matrix. I don't know if you're I, a fan. I went and saw it as well. I saw it the opening night. So, so I need to watch it two or three more times. I actually need to go back and watch the series again and then watch it again. There was. I'm still some stuff. I'm a little, the the connection stuff wasn't super tight, but wait, how do you think they did? Well, I think, I think generally the movie was a setup for, for more, right. For more. Um, and that they had to reintroduce some new characters. They had to orient the audience to what the story was all about. I think that the, the, the other, um, 
motivation for that movie was to drive people to go back and watch the older movies, um, to, to get educated because they had a lot of inside jokes going on or inside knowledge kind of stuff going on, which is what you want to do for the, for the heavy fans. This is, um, this is what I want to know. And all right. women in the country are asking, how did Carrie Ann Moss, who is Trinity in the matrix, not age? Right. <laughs> I think she must be good uh, at you know staying healthy. I guess you can tell she's aged well, a little. What's well, the same thing with Keanu Reeves? Well, I mean, he's in his fifties. That's right? true, but you know he's got money for plastic surgeons, so maybe <laughs> you know maybe uh, the same thing. But I was I was pretty shocked. I hadn't really ever followed her, and was kind of waiting to see what she looked like when she showed up. And I was just like, whoa, whoa, she, you know, she's, she's still a beautiful woman. She was, she's always been a beautiful woman, but right. you know, she is aged gracefully. I'm telling you. It's, yeah. I agree with you. It's amazing. But, well, Todd, uh, I found, uh, I found my, my, my article and, and their topics here. I've been, haven't finished it. I was going to finish it today, but, um, I just wonder if we're reaching a point, Todd, where, you know, some, some exponential change might be on the horizon for podcasting. I just wonder, um, I'm not exactly sure what that looks like. Um, but Uh, it just feels like we've been kind of like, um, teetering on the edge of, of something big, especially as, as we think about what's happening with technology. Right. Well, yeah, I think that the opportunity, and matter of fact, I was trying to get the clip. But mm-hmm. Mike didn't respond. Uh, he wasn't watching the Slack. I, I think a- Adam and what's going on with Podcast 2.0 could could be some of those exponential changes. Could. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the crypto piece with Lightning. Yep. Um, I think that could be major. I think it could be really major. Yeah, and there may be some changes to how we think about monetization on podcasting too. Oh, it's um, for sure. Yeah, especially as we think about cryptocurrency and blockchain and those kind of things as you look to the future, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, certainly this exponential change isn't like happening next year, um, but it happening over a time span of like over the next five years, I think we could see some dramatic evolution and change and. And I do think more and more bigger companies are getting into this medium. Um, and I also think that there's a trend line around loss of full show control um, in the podcasting space, too, as you think about more and more shows outsourcing help around production and marketing. And and um, and it just feels like the medium is moving away from um, single show hosts doing everything right. Um, and that may have something to do with why we're seeing a decline in new shows. Um, and I think there's an opportunity, I think to grow podcasting into another direction, which is shows that are, um, are built around teams. Um, and I think we're seeing, I think that evolution, because I believe that may tap into content creators that have been on the sidelines. So it, they may have more resources. They're people that have existing companies or businesses or operations that can take advantage of podcasting but, but Rob, that that's, haven't been involved. That's right. just a small number. Well, it is right now. I agree with you. I, I don't, um, I don't think that, 
that's going to grow into tens of thousands of teams. I, I, I think that, I think that is a very, I don't know. I think independent content creators who can sit down. I know these are still independent content creators. It's just that there's, there's a lot of people. And I, I hear from these people all the time too, Todd, and I'm sure you do too, that would love to have a podcast, but they don't have time to do all the detail work of it. And they have resources that they want to put into it. Um, because they're so busy with their regular work that they don't have time to do every little part of this project. So they're still independent producers, but they're just looking for, you know, edit, editing help or that kind of, or publishing help or th those kind of things, um, that will spark the creation of new podcasts that weren't being done because those people were too busy to do everything. So that's, that's, that's really what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I think it's I mean, going to be limited yeah. numbers that are going to do teams because yeah, people have resources, but resources mm -hmm. means not hundreds of dollars. It's thousands of dollars. If you have a team and then, right. you get, it, and then you get I mean, into, I think it's a scale issue of what you consider a team to be. I mean, I'm thinking just getting one person to help you, um, with the no. production. Right. Yeah. It's, is the spectrum of what I'm talking about here. And I, and I have one person yeah. that helps me with production. Right. Uh, my bill for that on a monthly basis is about $250. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, if I'm running a full eight episode run a month, mm -hmm. um, that's about what my support cost is for someone doing, uh, pre prep work for me, pre research work. So, and, and that's, it's pretty inexpensive. That's $30 an episode. So, you know, what is that? That's two hours, right? Two hours of prep that I don't have to do anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, it's, it's well worth the money I spend to help someone do prep for me. But I've got a show that's, e you know, easy to do prep primarily. So I, I don't know. I don't think some shows are as easy to prepare for. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I would tend to agree that uh, people are definitely spending more money. Um, for yeah, sure. I think if you think about trying to, trying to reach out to potential podcast creators that are outside of the traditional podcast, uh, um, pathways, right. Um, those that are maybe involved in YouTube or doing other types of content creation. I think that that's another area that I think we'll see develop in the new year too, is this crossover between YouTube and podcasting. Uh, I think it's still not a hundred percent clear exactly, um, what YouTube's role is going to be in the new year around podcasting. Um, but I, I think it's safe to say that it's going to be an expanding role. Um, and, and how does video play into all this too? That that's the other part of it too. I mean, uh, like what we're doing with this show, Todd, we're, we're a fairly good example of what could be done, mm -hmm. right. With a lot of podcasts, um, that w we're seeing a lot of advanced kind of movement and development at Riverside FM, um, uh, with the Squadcast folks, um, you know, you know, the, these live streaming platforms are becoming more powerful and more able to, uh, to produce high quality audio like we've never seen before. So, so in this convergence between the video and the audio stuff is, is 
is definitely reaching, you know, a, a um, high point, I would say. One thing I will mention is, and, and I noticed it a couple of weeks ago, I was doing, uh, I always monitor Facebook. And the all of a sudden, closed captions start showing up for any live event I was doing on Facebook. And I've been kind of watching it today. Right. This thing is rocking. They've, they've got this dialed in like nobody's business. I, I rarely see a, a bad word. They're catching the uhs and ums. It's, it's pretty amazing. I'm watching it scroll right past me. And it's just about 15 seconds behind. So the Facebook has got this live captioning thing figured out for, for Facebook live. It, mm-hmm. It's on. And this, this is a hundred percent accessible. I mean, this, this is, this is, uh, this is fantastic. So in that regard, I think we're going to have more advancement as well in the coming year on, on that topic. Right. Around kind of live, live closed captioning type of thing or on, on demand closed captions too. Yeah. Right. But, but that, but that gets back to transcription, technology and then then that takes us into this area of ai um you know having algorithms run through content and and is there going to be some benefit to the podcasting industry around content discovery that comes out of that um i do feel some pressure from a host standpoint i'm sure you know you, you see that too for more hosts to support uh, transcripts um and then also the listening platforms um, definitely need to do a better job on that. That's primarily where it needs to be um, is where people are listening, right? I, I think uh, my perspective as a host is I have to enable podcasters, our customers, to be able to embed transcripts mm-hmm. and give them some additional tools to make their players more accessible too. So I, you know, I think from my perspective, I have a pretty clear vision of what we need to do internally. And it's going to be some, some phases. Um, and we'll have to figure out where that, that, you know, where that timeline is, but uh, mm-hmm. honestly, it's, it's overdue. Yeah. So I was, I was reading some predictions from, Jason Hawk, who's the, the current president of podcasts at the Imperative um, Podcasting Group, um, and he's the former kind of head of content at uh, How Stuff Works for 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 many years. Mm-hmm. So he's been in the medium a long time and has built shows on big, big platforms. I mean, that was a platform that was acquired by iHeart, um, you know, a few years back. But he has some thoughts about, and this is probably a little bit controversial, but his thought was that the industry, um, the industry at large and what the, the bulk of the industry, um, is a glut of talk show podcasts. And this is what, what he says okay. here. And he says many more of those talk show podcasts will fail than break through as old stalwarts may find themselves being nudged out by up and comers. <laughs> So are we talking about a transition, a generational transition? Is that what he's talking about? <laughs> hmm. So is he taking a shot at radio? No, I think he's taking a shot at the, 
the 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 OGs of the podcasting space or the ones that have been around a long time or the ones that people think of today uh, will find themselves nudged out by new upcomers. So uh, I hope we have lots of new upcomers. Yeah. Yeah. But I, somehow the, there's a glut in the talk show podcast space. Of, oh, it, so of shows that will fail. They talk uh, about podcasts or just talk shows. Just just talk shows, right? Okay, I don't necessarily agree. Was he ta- talking about Rogan then? Well, I think what the friction that he's referring to, and I'm I, I I'm seeing this kind of more generally, is the the attention, and this kind of follows into the the next item that he has in, in his list of looking future looking things is. Uh, look for more celebrity talent driven podcasts, but pay attention to those, um, that are a part of narrative fiction and non fiction series. So I think he tends to be biased towards the, the kind of, um, narrative format versus the talk format. But he says, he says, keep an eye on talent base. In other words, Famous yeah, celebrity, people. right? It's exactly. bullshit. He's wrong. Yeah, I mean, there's it, gonna be a balance of that. Yeah, right? there's gonna be a few of them, you know. I but mean, a we, lot of them fail. Yeah, life. a lot. They don't do any better than more. A lot of podcasters right. do, you know. Right. 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 Yeah. Because they they're actors and they act, and in right. the real life, they are just regular personalities with you know with an opinion like the rest of us. Yeah. If, and so, if, and he also agrees with, with, with us too that the the programmatic side is going to solely replace the host reads as right. a dominant yeah, aspect I, of I, the podcast I, ad business. Well, it's not going to replace. Slowly. It's going to it's going to allow those that have not been able to be monetized to be monetized. Those that are fully capable of monetizing and doing host reads are going to continue to host reads. Host reads are not going away anytime soon. Yeah, I agree with that. Totally. Totally. Um, his other comment is that TikTok is the number one threat to podcasts. This is comment in here. Think about it. It's, it's personal experience that kills, uh, oodles of time and, and lives on your phone, uh, reaching the always hard to reach young audience. Well, I'm going to tell you, TikTok has invented a time machine. I've said it again and again. You can sit down with your phone and be on TikTok, and the next thing it's three hours later, and you think, what is what has happened? Mm-hmm. And here's the thing about TikTok, though: people are getting fired left and right because they are spending too much time on TikTok. No, they're they're putting way too much information on TikTok. It's being, they're putting stuff out there that is being discovered by mm-hmm. their bosses and they're talking about work, they're talking, or they're doing activities that may not represent companies well. It, any me, YouTube has had a number of people done YouTube stuff that have lost their jobs because stuff they've said on YouTube. But TikTok is so easy to do, to do a 15, 30, or 60 second clip, or if you're yeah. in another tier, you get three minutes or whatever. People are putting their life out there and life stories that they could have stayed anonymous with in podcasting where they can't in TikTok. Right. Or they could, but they wouldn't be able to show their face. But I, I'm astounded. 
literally astounded by some of the things I see on TikTok that I'm like, why would you put that out there? Um, it's ultimate clickbait heart. It's, it's really right. Yeah. And yeah, I, I could see it. And, but I don't think, yeah, but it's, is that an opportunity for, for podcasters if it's done right? Could be. It's, it's a place to be able to promote a podcast if done right. It would be very, and it, it, again, it depends on what your content is. Right. You know, and uh, TikTok leads you down into rabbit holes that you never imagined you would find yourself in. You just heart the right kind of content. And next thing you know, you're like the next 30 it's a stream of it. Right. It's a stream of it. And it's almost right. impossible to get out unless you don't right. heart anything. And right. um, I, I don't know. I, I, TikTok is a different animal. They, they have, they have, man, they have really hit a home run with that platform for sure. But I, I mean, if you look at the Instagram platform and Facebook, they're, they're kind of, Doing the same thing, but uh, it's have you, you know, been have you been on TikTok, and, Rob? I don't spend much time there, but I do on the Instagram and and, and Facebook. See, side. I spend no time on Instagram mm. at all. Okay, and for me, I, I don't know. I just don't find compelling content on Instagram. So maybe it's my age, but I find a lot of stuff in TikTok that I'm like, yep, yep, I'm shaking my head or nope or. I can't believe that person just put that online because right. you can download those videos. You can download any video that you watch and you're like, okay, I, I've got this person's life on my phone now, you know? So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting dynamic, but it's definitely a time machine. You want to, yeah. you got, you got to have a boring Tuesday night, just fire up TikTok. Yeah. yeah. You've been forewarned. Right. That's true. I don't find anything else is, is there's no other platform that is, is as compelling right now as TikTok. They definitely are on, on the edge and the creators over there are just working like crazy to build followers and to mm -hmm. what? to what goal there's no monetization yet on TikTok. you have to do you get endorsement deals or something that's the only way you you really don't there's no advertising model on TikTok unless you buy advertising right yeah yeah todd did you see the the kind of research our data dump that Stitcher did uh, on the year-end stats. No, I didn't off, read it. Off of their platform, and they're showing that um, uh, listening is back. A small dip we saw during the pandemic, wave one and wave two have fully recovered, and in fact, li listening has grown. Um, they, this, saw, they saw a dip? <laughs> well, I think if you went back far enough, yeah. I we didn't see, did a see a dip. We didn't see a dip. I know that that's one thing. We didn't see a dip. We never yeah. saw a dip. Mm. Yeah, that's good. There was, I think you guys saw a little dip, just right. a minor one. 
but yeah, it was back in like, uh, was it November, December of 20? Yeah. We, we 20? saw, we saw right. no dip. I've seen right. that. I have no, again, I think it all depends on the type of content on the platform. Right. Hmm. So, so it says on, on Stitcher that the top five most searched for podcasts were Dateline NBC, The Daily, Crime Junkie, True Crime Garage, and Morbid. The top five most searched hosts on Stitcher were Conan O'Brien, Rachel Maddow, Ben Shapiro, Ezra Klein, Bill Burr, and Brennan Brown. So, a few names on that list surprised me. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. It's kind of I don't. I, it's kind of mainstream, kind of celebrity I, types. I don't right? go looking for those types of people. Right. I really but, don't. I avoid them. But maybe that explains why we're not seeing any kind of growth in the the adoption and use of Stitcher either. So I I, I, I avoid I, I, I avoid some of those talking heads. Right. The same this. They've been talking about the same thing for three years, been spewing out of their mouths or two right. years. Yeah. It, it, some of those, some of those folks, in my opinion, are not healthy for your amygdala. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it is all of the, the, the traditional players, which is really interesting. I mean, a lot of the shows in here, like their 2021 rank, it, number one is uh, This American Life. Number two is The Daily. Number three is Radio Lab. Number four is Crime Junkie. Number five is Stuff You Should Know, you know, Freakonomics and uh, My Favorite Murder, Pod Save America, Planet Money, Conan O'Brien, right? That's their top 10 ranking. So therein lies the difference. Right. In In that... <laughs> There's not any new shows. No. And, and you it's saw old shows. my top 10 list, eight of those you've never heard of, or seven you've never heard right. of them before. And they're outside of the U.S. for some of them. Right. These you are know. all U.S.-based shows that have been around for, I don't know, Eons. 15 years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 10, 10, 10 years at least. You know, who has ever heard of the world and everything in it? Right. It is a top 100 Apple podcast. I mean, but, I guess it does does speak, Todd, to to the real diversity of this medium. Yeah. You can't really take any particular data set and make make it apply across no. this whole medium, right? Because it's much more diverse than any one platform can yeah. rep, can really represent accurately out there. Yeah, you know, who would have thought that a premium show from Richard Prager, I think that's his name, mm -hmm. uh, would make my top ten. You know, I, I, I was astounded. I still am. I actually teched the numbers three times, <laughs> Right. you know, because I was like, really? And I was just, I, and I was blown away and, yeah. and they make my top 10 list. You have to move some downloads because I've got some shows in Brazil. My Brazil shows didn't even make the top 10 list. They're moving some major media, you know? So it's like. You know, I see the download report every month. I actually see the terabytes moved a month. You know, I know how much how many terabytes 
um, the Peter Schiff show moves. <laughs> you know, I know how many terabytes Lex Friedman moves, but I don't look at downloads, you know? Right. So. <laughs> so it also has a breakdown off of, um, off of Stitcher of, um, the way shows with fewer than 25,000 monthly listens. And that's also an interesting little take on this, right? There are no listens, um, in podcasting per se. Um, it's all downloads, but it's, these are the ways that shows that are, have fewer than 25,000 monthly listens monetize, right? How they make money from their shows, right? The, the number one is self-sold sponsorship or ads. 26%. So advertising 26%. Those are shows that are less than 25,000 monthly. That's not per episode, weekly monthly. or per episode. Right. And then the, the second most popular, well, actually um, the second most popular one is 22.7%, which is donations. So that was mm-hmm. interesting. Um, about 47% of those shows is monetizing with some sort of revenue coming in from merchandise sales. So it's like 47% are making some revenue from merchandise. Uh, and then the, the other uh, big number is, um, uh, what's the big number? Oh, paid, paid, uh, platforms like Patreon or glow FM on the paid side. So shows that have like maybe bonus content right. over on those platforms. And then um, it, it, it looks like ad network sold sponsorship or ads uh, is about 9.6%. So that's ads sold from like mid-roll or megaphone or yep. the advertised cast platform or any of those kind of things. And then the, the, the next one is uh, YouTube at 8%. Hmm. So they must be doing some percentage of their audience on YouTube and they're able to run ads on YouTube. Well, that means generate some revenue. Well, that means they're doing big numbers on YouTube to be able to. Well, it's only eight percent, but so. still, eight percent right. of those shows that are twenty five thousand or under are able to generate revenue on YouTube. To me, that's right. significant because this show never yeah. gets anywhere close. <laughs> I think it depends on the content. Right? <laughs> it's probably true too. Yeah, and then the 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 last one is live or virtual events at seven point one percent. Interesting. And then shows that are more than 25,000 monthly listens a month, um, those shows, say 57.7% of those shows make their revenue uh, from self-sold sponsorships or ad sales. Gotcha. Uh, or, or, or ads. I mean, the, the line between sponsorship and ads is kind of. Yeah. Um, it's but, the same. But it does tell you that a big chunk of shows that are even larger than 25,000 monthly listeners are doing their own ad sales, which I think is interesting. And about 36% of those shows are working with a ad sales network, right? Like a mid-roll or right. of a megaphone or whatever. And then donations are coming from about 35%. Um, and it looks like uh, paid membership uh, is about 41%. So, you know, it's just all, all the percentages go up and, and probably what this really means is that you're able, the larger your show becomes, the more able you are to create multiple revenue streams. Right. And we've known, we've known this. Right. Right. So the payoff is good. If you can build your show, 
big and then develop all these monetization strategies. Right. Right. So, well, you know, I, I think that, uh, again, the shows that are at 25,000 downloads a month or above. Matter of fact, those shows are 10,000 downloads a month or above, Mm -hmm. you know, are the ones that are potentially, you know, have some revenue coming in for advertising, but the, it still leaves the rest of the podcast space behind. Right. Right. Todd, also, did you see the, the iHeart, their announcement that they had launched, uh, I guess, a partnership with Coast to Coast AM? I did, yeah. For a podcast network? I thought that was an interesting kind of convergence between talk radio. Here's the thing. Coast to Coast has been um, running premium for years. You could get Coast to Coast as a... You know, a paid paid, paid platform right. for twenty years. Right. So it's so actually kind of surprising it's taken this long. Right. To because I thought it was available via podcast already anyway. So well, they're launching a podcast network. Mm-hmm. So and I guess the the partner is with the Premier Networks folks working with iHeart. I guess. Got you. Well, I tell you, powerful brand right there, especially for you're into conspiracies and you're into UFOs right. and paranormal right. and right. It's George George Nori. Yeah. So I don't know if that means that there's going to be multiple spinoff shows. It doesn't doesn't specifically say, but it does. Oh yeah, it it does say that here in the article. It, there's going to be multiple shows that are co-produced by George. Um, with a bunch of new producers that are going to come in and produce like maybe, uh, three or four other, other programs that have separate hosts. And it looks like, uh, two out of the three are women hosts. Hmm. (laughs) Oh, good. Yeah. As, as women take over the podcasting space, (laughs) safe to say. So I tell you what I've been doing. Just as a, this is another aside. Yeah. So anytime I get an email from a PR person from CES that says this company has pulled out, would you be interested in a virtual meeting? This is my res- response. Sad they chickened out. <laughs> we'll be there in person. Not interested in virtual briefings at all. See you next year. Wow. Wow. Putting your stake in the ground there. Are you a little bit, right? Yep. 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 Show up or get left out. That's a fact. <laughs> yep. And I'm going to reward those that are there. They're willing to yeah. not be scared. Right. Because I'm not really sure there's much to be scared of with this. Well, this, this particular. There's a lot of pressure, Rob. There's a lot of people that it's. Everyone has been listening to too damn much mainstream media. I'm not, though, I'm not denying that's a topic, Todd, that that's an interesting topic too. Cause I do think that there's, um, there's a decline in people watching that stuff. I, now. I, I don't deny 
that we've lost a lot of people. I don't deny that a lot of people right. have gotten sick. I'm not saying that at all. Right. Okay. No, I mean, it was a real thing. Yes. But this is here. This is not going anywhere. It's, it's, it's here forever. This ain't going, this isn't going to be gone. This is just going to be another thing, another thing, another thing. And at some point, in my personal opinion, you got to get to living again. Right. Yeah. I I see foreign countries locking down again, locking down. (laughs) I mean, even in places like, like China, I guess they're locking people in their, their, their homes and not letting them out at all. People are getting locked in by the government. Yeah. Well, it, it's been kind of that way in some countries oh, too. Right, right. You look yeah. at New Zealand and Australia and some of the crazy shit they did down there. Excuse my French. My goodness. My goodness. Uh, yeah. How they didn't revolt, I don't know. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah. we've had the vaccines, we've had the boosters. Let's let's go. But it doesn't seem like this this particular variant is really uh, packing much of a I, punch. I don't I don't uh, contend or, or pretend to even be an expert. I don't know. I don't care. It's you know, I, yeah. I can drive down the road and get hit by a semi. You know, so it's it is what it is, and it's a at this point for me, it's a acceptable risk and if i pay for it then i pay for it todd you could also you know slip in the shower too absolutely not not i I almost got paralyzed from a (laughs) swimming pool accident so you know it's like you know i've already had a life you know changing moment so right life has its risk yeah it does but anyway i just i just wanted to share that's what i send back i mean a little snarky at this point (laughs) <laughs> like that never happens Todd no so what we need to do is make sure that we make sure that uh, you know we have a, a good podcasting events this year so let's get out and let's shake hands and well let's let's also focus on all, all of us as a society and a culture and a species yeah Fo- focus on getting healthy yeah there you go well, building it's, up that, our our immune system that isn't protecting some people, so it doesn't matter if you're healthy or not. There's, of course, it helps. <laughs> Definitely but, helps. But a lot of a lot of healthy people have died. So, you know, well, not not quite as many. Well, so. still enough. But here's right. you know here's something no one even knows about in Hawaii. They're having a water crisis right now. There is that's happening all over the world. Actually, well, it's this is more right. serious. It's it's is of it? their own doing and knowing. Oh. I used to live in Red Hill. Mm-hmm. It's an Army AMR. They call it Army uh, Military Reserve. They have housing inside. And surrounding AMR are huge, huge, huge tanks of diesel, jet fuel. I mean, and they've been there since World War II. Well, Hawaii's water is not too far down. And they've warned for years that if these tanks leak, it could be it could be devastating to the ecosystem. Well, the tanks have leaked, and they've got a half dozen or more of the wells they've had to shut down, which is not allowing a quarter of the population. So anything now, the rest of the system is going to be under stress. But um, 
these these tanks should have been shut down years ago but it's a it's a national defense issue they can't keep the fleet running so mm-hmm. the navy's going to have to figure something out now in a in a hurry because they're causing an ecological disaster that could devastate hawaii mm-hmm. for a long time in their natural drinking water mm-hmm. but you haven't heard that on the news I would think, I would think probably not. Of course, you don't hear about Flint anymore either, or Benton Harbor, Michigan, where the pipes are full of lead. Still, still a problem, right? Right. You know, you don't, don't hear about any of that, but you know. How many years later? Right. right? You know, how come we couldn't fix that? So, yeah, just, just drink water until you die. You know, it doesn't matter if it's got diesel fuel in it or jet fuel. (laughs) It's you know we laugh, but it's not funny. You know, no, it's not. It's not. It's kind of disappointing, right? It is. You know, and they've known. I knew when I moved to Hawaii, thirty-five. When I moved there in nineteen, they were talking about this in the nineties. You know, and yeah. here and here we are, two thousand twenty-one, almost twenty-two, and oh, the tanks are leaking. Big surprise. Hello, they were put in during World War Two. You you think a tank you put in the ground, how long was, what, 60, 70, 80 years ago? (laughs) Isn't going to leak? Yeah, right. Oh, my God. That's why a lot of people are pulling those oil tanks out of the ground and, you know, having tanks above ground. Yeah, when my my family was in the head construction business, the, we had diesel and gasoline tanks in the ground, but my dad was way ahead of, everybody he put he put in a concrete containment oh, kind of system containment around it he right. had everything he could he knew if those tanks would ever leak and mm-hmm. he you know and people are like you're crazy you're spending all this extra money and he's like my my well is 37 feet away and the well is only 42 feet deep he wow. says do you think i want Diesel and gasoline seeping out of that tank into my home's drinking water. Drinking water, right? No, you don't want. You that. know, he said, "There's no expense." <laughs> you know, this is this is this is common sense, and he did this in the seventies. Right. So, wow. <laughs> you know, you know, you're not going to put a fuel tank where you've got close to your well. <laughs> no, that doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> no, right? You know, it's just common sense. You know, a little concrete, yeah, you know. 10 trucks of concrete or whatever it took to make that box. Mm-hmm. You know, if they'll bury you in a concrete crib, why can't you put fuel tanks in a concrete crib? You know, go figure. Well, just, just put your tank uh, above ground in, in the basement or something like that. Well, you don't have to bury well it. these were 10,000 gallon tanks. So. Oh, these are too big for that. <laughs> yeah, right? Each, you know, so it's not right. like there's going to be a, yeah, if right. you have the property for it, yeah, put them above right. ground. But you still have to have a containment system underneath it in case it leaks. And probably your right. risk of leaking is worse there because it's struck by lightning, you know, exposed to the environment. But at least you'll see it dripping. <laughs> right. Oh, man. So, so anyway, I've got us way off topic here, and we're, we're near the end. Oh, that's good. Well, that's good, though. We made it. Yes, we on did. On a light news week. Well, again, I think we, I think we covered some good ground here, so. Yeah. What you doing for New Year's? You going to go out and participate with the amateurs and uh, whoop it up? I don't know. I'm probably just going to stay home. 
as my as one of my uh, coworkers said, he says that by midnight I'll he'll be a long asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so he's gonna sleep his way into the new year. Yeah, my sister's having a New Year's Eve party, so I'm think I don't know. It's I don't know if I'm going to attend or not, but uh, you know, I've got to fly out. <laughs> The two days later so i don't i don't need to be drinking on, on new year's and you know nurse a hangover on the first and then get on an airplane on the second i can nurse a hangover from drinking in vegas because there's going to be enough of that going on anyway yeah. so yeah that's coming up quick yeah so if any of you want to i don't know exactly but i know where if you want to watch any of the ces content that i'm going to be producing it'll be at geeknewcentral.com It'll be pinned to the top of the website. So our live stuff, uh, I don't know a schedule, but I would assume probably about 10 a.m. Pacific on Wednesday will get kicked off. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So are we doing a new media show on the 5th? No, I'm not going to be available. So no show okay. next week. Okay. So, but a show on the 12th? Yep. I'll be back. Okay. So that, okay. that will work. Um, That'll be our schedule. I'll try and get, um, I'll try and get a guest on that we've been shooting for, for a while. Oh, that would be interesting. Oh, oh, well, that would be big to get that individual on. Is it who I'm thinking? Marco. Yeah. Well, you can pull that off. That'll be a coup. He doesn't talk to nobody. Right. Well, you told me he would do it in January. So. Okay. All right. So, so hopefully, put him hopefully on. the, hopefully the 12th. Might work. Yeah. If any of you have questions for Marco, submit them to us. I'm Todd at blueberry.com at geek. And if you don't know who, who Marco, it's Marco Arment, who's the creator of uh, overcast. So, so again, uh, you can send an email to either Rod of our Rob or I Todd at blueberry.com at geek news on Twitter. Again, no guarantees going to be on, but if you send the questions, maybe we, that'll help. Yeah. I'd like to, you know, I'd like to get him on. Um, and I can be found on Twitter as well, um, at Rob Greenley. Um, and then you can send me an email to Rob G at Lipson.com and love to hear from you. Love to get feedback from you. What your thoughts are on what you think is going to happen in the new year would be great too. And then we can talk about that a little bit in the next episode. So we're going to go ahead and, uh, bounce out of here. I'm not completely prepared here because I don't have the right screen up. Let me see if I can do this real quick without, uh, embarrass myself. There we go. All right, everyone. We'll see you next time. Happy new year. Happy new year. S set your resolutions and let's look forward to a better 2022. Yes.